Welcome back to this week's edition of Talking True Hoops with your hosts, Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. All right, we are back with another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Here talking some more NBA action once again. This is week 16, Nick. We're already 16 weeks into the podcast. A little, I think it's about 16 weeks into the NBA season. We started when the season began. So, Nick, how you doing for this episode? I'm good. I'm ready. We got some good topics, some hot takes. Can't wait to start, Rob. Yeah, I mean, week 16. Let's get it. And we gotta put out a disclaimer for this episode because we're recording this on a Tuesday. And the past couple days, especially today, there's been some wild news. So we prepared with some stuff that happened a little later, and there's been a kind of like a firestorm of news that's been happening lately. So we're going to, for next week, week 17 of the episode uh, for Talking True Hoops, we are going to talk more about the NBA trade. It's going to be kind of like a trade deadline special a little bit before. I think I believe the trade deadline is February 8th. I think that's the, that's the date. Am I right? Am I just... Yeah, usually it hovers around the All-Star weekend, so... Yeah, so we're going to go with a trade deadline special for next week because there's been some crazy news. I'm going to mention uh, Kevin Love and the LeBron falling apart and everything like that. We're actually going to talk about our first topic, which we could segue into, is about Kemba Walker... Party at Kemba! ...being on the trade deadline and being on the trade block for the Charlotte Hornets. And there's a lot more out there like DeAndre Jordan, uh, possibly Lou Williams, a lot of different players that possibly are on the trade block and may be moved. But we're going to hop in with Kemba Walker. Kemba! We're UConn students. This is, you know, kind of... It, it, it Touching hit, home. It yeah, hit home. It hits home, hits you in the heart. I mean, Kemba's on the trade trade block. You know, Michael Jordan's been talking about it in the news, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. They're, sh- they're shopping Kemba Walker and team looking for uh, for suitors for his services. The the one, I believe two-time All-Star Kemba Walker, I believe one, one or two-time, but we one know time. he was on the All-Star team, and he's been balling out this season. He had a, a little bit of injury troubles this year, so it's been a, it's been a rocky rocky start for Kemba Walker, but 27 years old, makes $12 million per season through 18, uh, the 2018-19 season. And the Charlotte Hornets are just in a bad situation altogether. They're just a team that, you know, had, like, pretty okay expectations, like nothing special. Like, they could be a team that makes the playoffs here. And they've just been completely underperforming. They're 19-26, and 26, even though they got the, the stud that is Dwight Howard in there, Nick. They're not performing. Yeah, I mean, Dwight Howard is, uh, I believe, the uh, donkey farm. <laughs> has not been uh, – The donkey I farm. I mean, he's been producing, but the team hasn't. And we – you know, it's like it's like a broken record, Rob. We've been talking about how teams, if you're not going to – if you're not competitive at the top, there's no point of being just mediocre in the middle of the pack. Exactly. And that's exactly what you have with the Charlotte Hornets. And the best option for them, in my opinion, is – probably blow up the whole thing and try to get a top 10 pick because the draft is loaded. If they trade Kemba Walker, you'll probably see a Nick Batum in that deal. Jeremy Lamb might get traded, but he he doesn't have such a monster contract. As, but that, that it's another point that these we got to bring up. Yeah, you mentioned Nick Batum. There are so many bad contracts on this Charlotte Hornets team. You'll get 
Nick Batum was making ninety nine million guaranteed well, money. The Batum, Cody Zeller making fifty six yes. million dollars, and Kemba Walker's only guaranteed twenty four million. And your that's your best player. And then you look at Dwight Howard, who got the forty seven mil from that contract with Atlanta, and he got traded over. And then Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams is a good player, but forty two million is just ridiculous. Michael Kidd Gilchrist thirty nine million. Listen. And a good amount of year, at least at least two years for all of them remaining on their contract. It's ridiculous that well, Kemba was. Well, the contract situation. I know the the market has gone up in recent years. So the Nicholas Batum four ninety nine. If he probably hit the open market now, that's similar to the Otto Porter deal. And Nick Batum's probably better than that. So I don't have a problem with that. The thing is, when you're trying to rebuild and have a younger mm-hmm. team, that four year ninety nine million for a solid player isn't probably going to be the best bet for the for the organization. So trading Batum would help tremendously. The Kemba Walker, it's time to move away because he makes their team relevant. Oh, man. Kemba, cardiac Kemba, man. Keeps the team revel- relevant. Re- completely relevant. Exactly. I agree with all your points. You take them away, and they go fall down, and it- they'll go to top 10 pick. Exactly. And well they they may be sitting in that top ten pick right now, but that makes They're them right even outside worse. That right make, now. That, that makes but them a top three lottery pick kind of situation. I think it's too late on in the year to get top three, but they could definitely get like top yeah. seven. And if you look at the draft, the seventh pick gets you like the Colin Colin Sexton or Trey Young possibly. Yeah. And um well, looking at yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You can just plug in a, a little, an even younger point guard than Kemba's twenty seven. It's a rookie contract as well. Rookie contract. Or if you want to go the other way, you could get a Mobamba or somebody as bigger. You know. Yeah, to, yeah. And looking at the possible suitors for uh, yeah, let's we, talk we've been pretty good with you know predicting the possible trade places. I believe I mentioned Okafor yes. going to the Brooklyn Nets. Got that one right. Check that off. But possible suitors, they're talking about Detroit Pistons, which I say is the front runner. That is the, or not the front runner, but I think that was the most likely going to happen. Now that Reggie Jackson kind of wants to move out, they have Ish Smith as their point guard, but he's kind of a veteran guy Ish. that's not really looked at as a marquee guy to have as your point guard. Great player, but I don't really see him being the focal point on that team. Kemble would, I think, would be perfect for them. Now that they are the Detroit Pistons are on the ninth seed, so they're yeah. on the outside looking in. And if you could put Kemba into a not like a winning situation, but into a better winning situation, I think Detroit's well, good. New York, I think, is kind of a joke. They don't really. If, I mean, they'd have to give up so much. It'd be Rob, like a, it'd be like another mellow situation, just trading all of those. Let's guys. take one step back, Detroit. We could pair up the U- the one time UConn Huskies, yes. but. The Andre thing Drummond. about Detroit is I believe in that deal Avery Bradley would be on the move and they would also gain Nick Batum. I'm not a really big fan of the uh, but would Charlotte the Pistons trading Bradley? I like Bradley yeah. there. I don't know if uh, the Pistons would be willing to really take on that contract of Nick Batum. They that's have a, bad. Huge. They have bad blow with Reggie Jackson right now. I think. Yeah, and that's not good. I mean, I don't know if they'd be able to trade trade up Reggie Jackson and like a couple pieces and they'd like, have make to out, be three out a three, three but, person deal. But yeah, I, it would. I think it would be a, th- a three team deal. deal. Yeah. yeah, and I think. But overall, like I think Detroit would be a perfect spot for him to land, and you know I think that they both. Both Charlotte, even though you know they have huge contracts in Detroit, is, I think there's plenty of talent and plenty of players to go around that you could have a deal done there. And then mention New York. I don't really see. I, I'd see if they traded for Kemba. You know, there's a lot of hype because he's from the Bronx and he's a New York guy. I'd see. You know, it'd be nice. I'd as a Knicks fan and as a UConn fan, it would be awesome to see him as a Nick. You know hypothetically and you know if i was if i was down with going with another mellow situation and just trading away half the roster for a p- one player 
but that's not really something that the Knicks are definitely looking to so do. So if the Knicks could probably trade and not lose their first round pick, I would definitely pull the trigger. Yeah, but because that's you get you get a KP with a Kemba Walker and yeah. you add you add pieces like uh, hopefully they trade Courtney Lee in that deal. But it, you <laughs> garbage, you add pieces garbage. with like Tim Hardaway, Kemba. That's that's a pretty decent front court and then KP Cantor well, that, one, that of those, is not one of those big guys is probably going to go in the deal. Well, Noah, probably. But, but <laughs> it's just to unload cap. It's just to make money but work Michael because Jordan, they might get Batum, too. But Michael or Jordan, Marvin Williams. Michael Jordan came out and is like, we're going for all-star type talent. So Well, that's it, his problem. Joakim Noah, as probably every NBA fan knows, is nowhere close. No, no, he sucks. He's like below average. No, 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 not even below average. Like below, like crap like he's bad i'm not, yeah like I, I don't i don't want to slander the man but he's bad at basketball that's just a fact we would like to see him probably in, a, in like a denver san antonio situation yeah denver my, san my antonio would be really interesting you know he makes those competitive teams even more like for um like respectable at the point guard position yeah because both teams are struggling right now at that position and, and san antonio Especially with the fake story that I believe is going around that, you know, how we talked about. We'll be talking more yeah, that's crazy. on the news that happened in the past couple of days because it's been crazy. It's been like a firestorm. Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio, which I think is absolute BS. It's not. I, Jalen Rose was like, I think he's out. Like, all right, Jalen. And it's the whole thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, talk bad about certain networks, but that network that he works for, they just like to start stories and they don't really – back it up with any kind of credible sources most of the time they'll be yep. like oh what's your sources uh you know i don't really want to disclose that okay then you know that doesn't bring any credibility to what you're saying so with that you know i think san antonio you know if it is true Kawhi wants to get another star there kemba would be perfect i would love to see him play with under Popovich and LaMarcus Aldrich and uh, Kawhi Leonard. I think that would make them so uh, such a, a they would threat be, in the Western they, Conference. They would give uh, Oklahoma City, not Oklahoma City, um, Golden State and Houston trouble because yeah. Popovich is the best coach in the league. I agree, and I think that that would be a, a cool spot and to see him land. And then the other – they were talking about Utah, but, you know, that's kind of weird with Donovan really Mitchell as the point. But that, that was something that's mentioned. But the one that I have to just come out and say that's – you know, and we're going to talk about in our trade specs. We're giving you a little taste right now. Cleveland is just – they can't trade for anybody. <laughs> now, they mentioned that they're going to maybe get rid of Kevin Love and they're going to dump him because of his apparent, you know, giving up on the team and everything. And, and really what I think is a story made by LeBron to start working his way out of Cleveland and kind of making – pinning others around him as the villain, not him. It's not my fault the team has been sucking lately. That's just a LeBron move. It's just what happens. That's He's – you know, manipulative and just does does everything that LeBron wants. They have no one to give up to get anything good. There was like, oh, there was a story out today about George Hill. Oh, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you Tristan Thompson and Iman Shumpert. What? What? That's garbage. Listen, I'd rather take a a, a a rack of basketballs and you know your dirty laundry than those two players for George Hill, even though he hasn't been playing too good. That's garbage for George Hill. Listen, the Cleveland has its own problems, as we'll probably discuss later on. But they they get they get mentioned in every trade speculation because of how bad they're Literally, doing. So they, uh, there's no talking about them because they'll be mentioned if freaking Spencer Dinwiddie's up, which he you know leads us into our next segment of all NBA All Stars. Rob, NBA All Stars. All right, let's start off with the uh, the big bad boys in the East. Yeah, the even though it's not. 
East-West, well, but it's the guys who were voted, voted in. Of course, yes. got to say that. To LeBron James, it. captain, and Steph. number one vote-getter in the East. Yes. You also have Steph. in the backcourt, oh. Mr. Giannis Adetokumbo, which he deserves Representing it. Representing Greece. Representing Greece. Representing the Maukri Bucks, which... Ooh, we'll, we'll get, get into to, that. We'll get yeah, to that we'll get situation. A little more spicy but news. Add in the point guard of the leading team in the East, Mr. Kyrie Irving from the Boston Celtics. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew and the number two East, number one home record in the whole NBA from the Toronto Raptors, the North, Mr. DeMar DeRozan. Yes. And then at center, we have Mr. Joel Embiid Jojo. from Philadelphia, who's flying high with the Eagles yeah. right now, Rob. But I gotta ask you first. I gotta let's ask go. you. All right, what did you think of his post game interview talking about go. Rihanna? Let's get into it. Here, but years ago, you were denied by a young woman who told you to come back when you were an All Star. Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody on TNT right now? I mean, you should deny me back then, so. Why go with her again? So um, I have to pass that and move on to the next one. What did you what think again, of that? Tariana? Well, Joel Embiid, we've established, is a clown in post-game interviews. He's a clown, but he's just Regardless. like a savage. I, savage. I mean, Rihanna will get back at him. Rihanna's one of those girls you don't you don't want to yeah, mess with you her. Don't, you don't want to mess with her or her crew because she's kind of got like yeah. a thing going on, like with Beyonce, how she has like the beehive. Yeah. If because I remember. Oh, I'm Team Rihanna. Well, okay, you can be team whatever. I'm, I'd say I'm team Beyonce, but you know it's whatever. <laughs> but if you like go after them like that, like I'm surprised. I didn't really see too much blowback from uh, the Rihanna kind of crew. Like, oh, you throwing shade at you know her, but I mean he's got to watch out a little bit. You got to put some. Uh, Rihanna's a big deal. She'll be in the front row at the All Star game with a LeBron jersey. Hey, I, that's. Well, or Ben she, Simmons. Well, she really, yeah, she <laughs> she's shown her affection for LeBron James. Yes. Uh, countless times. So exactly. But I mean, Joel Embiid coming out and that, you know, I don't really want to, you know, I'll leave that in the past. So, I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, from where he was and where he was trying to get with Rihanna and now he's, you know, he, he's made do on what he was trying to accomplish in the NBA so far and made a, made an all-star team. Because he's healthy by all-star break. Yeah, it's the first is, time in his career, which is great to see. So that was a f- oh, man. man I mean, that he's was not f- practicing. He's not that was playing back to back. So good for him that if he could funny. continue to play like that. And the Sixers are happy. Let's move on to the West. The NBA leader in votes, Mr. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, and he is the I think another captain. I mean, of, we just called it out side. in the last one. We yep. said. It's most likely just going to be Steph Curry, the babyface assassin, who's going to come in there and win it. And that's what happened. You know, everyone loves Steph Curry. Yep. Also joining him is his teammate, Kevin Durant. Rob, yeah, he deserves it. He's good. He's been balling out with Curry hurt. When one of those guys are hurt, both of those guys fill in and step up for each other. Yeah. Then we got the Houston Rocket, James Harden. MVP, possibly. MVP, he's back, yes. And the Warriors and... The Rockets had a good one last on this past Saturday. Yes. So that's that's pretty good. And then they got two New Orleans Pelicans in the front court. Very. This is probably Marcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. This is probably I like most, that. I like it too. This is probably the most debatable part of like where people were because like they're like you know all oh, Lamar. I'd probably say Demarcus cut although he had a game yesterday where forty he twenty and 40, ten huh forty I think forty twenty two and like ten and ten yeah and. It was like the first time it's happened since like Kareem did Wilt, it. Wilt, Wilt. It was Wilt. Wilt I thought yeah. Kareem did it too. I saw something on it. One NBA. of those guys. 
one of those great players. But, you know, people want to debate LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, but, I mean, just because of how well he's carried the team, I agree with that. I think that maybe you should give the edge to LaMarcus. But I can understand from a fan's point of view, you know, the casual fan, Boogie's kind of looked at as more of the, you know, attractive kind of player out there that people like to watch with him and Anthony Davis paired up in New Orleans. So that kind of makes sense of why the fan it is a fan vote for the all for the uh for the starters but of course we'll move on to the reserves who were announced tonight we're recording this about a couple hours after they announced it Lamarcus did get in with the reserves for the west and then you also got clay thompson and draymond green so four warriors four warriors in there then you got carl anthony towns jimmy butler and dollar dame thank the lord they did not yes Thank God he deserves it. That, that they snubbed Damian Lillard again because there were, I believe, two two or three seasons where they just snubbed two. Damian Lillard. The last two. And, and it was just ridiculous. And then the East, we got Bradley Beal, Kevin Love, Chris Stops, the Unicorn Porzingis, Kyle Lowry, which I believe is debatable, uh, John agree. Wall, Al Horford, which is you know, solid. Al Horford's no, been no, okay. No, 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 you don't think so? No. And then the last one, we got Victor Oladipo, who's very deserving of being in there for how well he's led the charge in Indiana. So the questionable ones in my mind got to be Start Kyle, with the West. Kyle, Let's start with the yeah, West. Well, honestly, the one I only feel like is questionable is probably Draymond. I would agree. And Clay. Kind of. I mean, not, Clay. I could see he's still averaging twenty. Yeah. But give your opinion on why you don't why you don't think Draymond should be in there. Because Draymond is averaging Lonzo Ball numbers. Ooh. The only reason why he's there is because he's defensive. But I, I, I don't think he and, and because he's on the Golden State Warriors. And he's on the Golden State Warriors. He does his job there. But if you take him away from the Warriors, is he an NBA All Star? NBA All Star, regardless. Um, Rob, what do you think? On a, like on a, if he was like on the Eastern Conference with a team, put him on the Magic. You think he's going? No. Okay. No, probably not. Uh, right now. His averages for this season are 11.3 points per game, 7.6 assists, 7.9 rebounds. So, hey, man, I got to agree with you right there, like, about comparing him with Lonzo. It makes a lot of sense of, you know, that point. But, of course, if you look at, like, other guys that probably got snubbed and, and Draymond took their place, let's see here. I mean, it's not like it's – I mean – Possibly Paul George, the one that I know was a complete snub that I would have definitely put in instead of Draymond Green is Lou Williams. Lou Williams is the biggest snub, I believe, of the whole entire just dra- um, all-star scene. Lou Williams, literally, we were talking about this a couple podcasts ago of how irrelevant the Los Angeles Clippers would be. And Lou Williams, single-handedly, Sandy, yeah. with a couple of 45, 50-point, 30-point games, got them back up to 500 and looking at the eighth seed in the Western Conference. I agree single-handedly and he worked himself into the starting lineup and went back to the bench when they had him there and he's been nothing but stupendous and he he came out and made and just tweeted out a little while ago lol just you know honestly obviously he's pissed Uh, i I don't i don't blame him chris paul didn't make it yeah Uh, i mean he doesn't deserve it this year i think so but that's you know he was he's a two-time nba all-star mvp winner i believe yeah, for whatever that means. But, I mean, yeah, I think a big hey. snub out of there was Lou Williams. Are we missing? I don't want to miss anybody that was, like, a complete snub. Mm. Paul George, I mean. I mean, Jokic, he hasn't really been balling out. Yeah, so he Jokic. Marcus Gasol. He, he, he missed some Marcus time. Marcus Gasol, I don't think Ooh, so. His team's no. not good enough. Rudy Gobert, no. Nah. 
Yeah, so I think no no complaints with the rest of them. Draymond, yeah, he got in. Nah, sweet Lou Williams sweet Lou, needed to be in the All-Star. It, it's just too bad to see him there. And then on the Eastern Conference side, we got to look at Andre Drummond getting snubbed. He uh, used some explicit words in a tweet. I don't blame him. And I really think that he should have got in over Kyle Lowry, Kem- somebody from the Detroit Pistons should have made possibly it. Possibly Kevin Love. Tobias Harris. Tobias honestly, Harris should, has been I would, balling out. I would have picked him to put in there. Al Horford should not be there. Al Horford, I agree. I think that for a guy that averages around 14, like 14 and, not, and 8. And he, his stat, like I've said before, his stats just go up and down, up and down. And you, you one night you'll get like 10 rebounds from him. The He's next night you'll get three and then 10 assists and then three assists. It's weird. I take Drummond over him. But, uh, they, but they're looking at it with the, with the thing of Kyle Lowry and Al Horford. There they're rewarding the winning teams, but that always just switches around with them because then they'll reward the individual like Christoph Porzingis who's on a crappy Knicks team, but he gets in the All-Star because he had a good beginning of the year. So... The NBA, co- these are the NBA coaches selecting who's in the All Star reserve. So, Shaq said it's weird. Shaq said, "Sign me up right now. I'll put out Al Horford numbers if I'm in Orlando right that, now." I mean, that's funny. I don't really think Shaq could do that, but I mean, it wouldn't, re- eh, you know, it wouldn't really surprise me too much. But I mean, yeah, I Al Horford really shouldn't be. I don't really think Al Horford should be on the All-Star team, but I think Bradley Beal, John Wall's kind of debatable too. He missed a little bit of time, but he's been playing solid basketball. I'd rather have him in there than the other guys. Kevin Love had a good season, but obviously that's going to fall out pretty soon. It seems like he's looking to be pushed out by LeBron James. I think DeAndre Jordan, he's hurt right now, right? Yeah. But, but he's better than Draymond this year. Yeah, he he had some he he was hurt for a while, but I mean, on that team is probably Lou Williams that is the guy that Let's uh, move on. that got that got in. That got snubbed. Let's go. But um, moving on, we'll go into dabble in a little college basketball, kind of, but an eventual NBA player, I'd say, with watching his crazy highlights and his crazy dunks. Zion Williamson commits to the University of Duke, a complete shocker. It's not University, Duke University. Duke University. Duke University. Sorry. Yeah, I messed it up. Everyone kind of thought, everyone kind of <laughs> thought that he would go to his hometown, Clemson. Clemson, and everyone was completely shocked. And on the ESPN's rankings of top 100, and it's pretty much, I mean, when ESPN puts that out, it's kind of like universal. Like they, Most most of the people agree with what they no have. No debate there. I agree with what they got. And they have number one, R.J. Barrett. Number two is Zion. And number three, Cam Reddish. And they and number all, twelve, Trey Jones, all committed to Duke. All, th- all four, all four committed. The top three committed to Duke, and then him. And you know, I think that he—he's a guy. Everyone you know knows him for his dunks and everything. But if you watch the rest of his highlight tape, he's a guy that is—he's a lefty. So he's, you know, what they say with lefties is they're natural shooters and they can really develop into their shot. I believe that that will happen with Zion. And and you watch his ability. He plays defense. It's not just highlight dunks. He's strong, he, man. he gets to the rim. He's a he's a grown. He's a, he's a, man, a boy amongst a, man. He, er, man amongst boys. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's what that's what you're seeing there in those highlight tapes. And he's he's a guy that could pass. I think he has. A, you, you haven't really seen his jump shot as much because you know ESPN and all these other media outlets just play the dunks because that's what people want to see. But if you really watch him, he can shoot the basketball. And we all know if all the other intangibles are there, and then the shooting the shooting can come with a little bit of practice and a little more work. And he's with Coach K, which is a perfect situation for him. I believe that's why he complete, just was like, I'm going to commit there. That's just what happens with the Duke program, Nick. 
Yeah. I, so the, the thing that I got a problem with is that everybody's like, why do you go to Duke? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Kid, he's a kid. He could do whatever the hell he wants. He must have had a great visit. Yeah, I mean, he he also he's had pictures with uh, he has pictures with Coach K for a while yeah. on his Instagram. He's a fan. He's probably you know a fan. You know, I got a problem with Coach Cal Perry from Kentucky. He came out and he was pissed off that Zion committed to Duke and that they got top three recruits. I'm like, a guy, from a from a guy who recruits so heavily and gets so many one and dones, he's got a problem. What he, wait, what what did he say? Did he oh, because oh, he was complaining that Duke University and Coach K recruits by saying that if you come to Duke, you'll be set for life. And I'm like, I mean, listen, that's that's part of recruiting. You yeah. gotta beat the man across from you, and Co- Coach Cal Perry clearly hasn't done that. What is he showing in meetings? His yeah, one ring I lately? Mean, He's showing one, his one ring, one or ring? is Coach K showing his rings? Yeah, one ring for for that one championship with AD. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, like, like I I mean, I understand they're gonna be really good, but it also allows for really big upsets, and everybody yeah, will be like, I mean, this college, then of course, well, this college basketball season's been entertaining, but next one's gonna be crazy with Zion and everybody. Um, but yeah, Cal Perry started a movement. I mean, he can't really, he's got to, you know, bite your tongue, man. Cause this is what, this is what you've kind of exactly. He started along. it. It's what you kind of brought along. So, Hey man, P- coach K coach K usually gets, I mean, before, like he got more guys like Grayson Allen and you kind of see him develop in there. Like JJ Redick, I think was like a four year guy and like more, yes. more of those Duke players. I think like, um, what's his name? Jay Williams for ESPN. Yeah. He was a yeah. guy that Jay th- Billis. Jay but that was back then. Yeah, back then. And 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 Coach K, I'm sure he was reluctant to do it. And then as time went along, you have to even, even our boy Jim Calhoun, yep. you know, who who said, you know, that he's not a fan of it, he eventually kind of succumbed to it when we Drummond. got guys like Andre Drummond. Well, he was our only one in them. Exactly. So and that was on on Calhoun's way out. So even though you know, you could you could say what you want about the one and done system, Cal Perry, but you've kind of created this movement where you have to, you know, keep your mouth shut. You know, we know you're salty about not getting him, but you know, Coach K's done a good job of adjusting and doing the one and done thing too. So yeah, if if you still had four, four, let's say people stay for four years, Duke right now would consist of Okafor, Ingram, Justice Winslow, well Bagley. Mm-hmm. Um, Winslow off the bench. Winslow, would be crazy. he probably would be off the yeah. bench. It would be insane. And then Who Zion else? would be there. Jabari, too. yeah. Jabari Parker. There you go. Jabari. Did you mention Okafor. Tatum? Tatum would be off the bench too. It's Ingram. Just, I said Ingram. Yeah. Oh my insane. God. Yeah. I that's mean, why it is. But I mean, that's just the system. Duke, Duke, Duke. They've been uh, they've been a top school, and they've adjusted with the times. And Coach K has adjusted with the times, and. You know, no real sub. I mean, it's a surprise Kentucky that he did because most of the reports were fun. most of the reports were that they he would want to go to his hometown or and stay in Clemson, but he wanted to branch out and go to Duke and be in that winning system. So it's, it, I mean, it's going to be an entertaining and we've been year seeing, of basketball uh, next year. We've been seeing top recruits stay in in smaller schools. Michael yeah. Porter, Mizzou, um, Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons, yeah, Markel Fultz. Yeah, so, so it although they Zion, didn't pan Zion, out this way. Yeah, Zion chose to not do that. Moving on yep, to let's go. I get. I, I mean, people say shocking news, but I really don't see it as shocking because I kind of, you know, don't really see him as the greatest coach. But Jason Kidd got fired after I, th- I don't know the. It was from like 2014 to 2018, so it's about like two and a half, three seasons with the Bucks. So their record under. 
uh, Jason Kidd, 139 and 152, so below 500. Obviously, those first couple of years were developing talent and everything. But this year, of course, they've been pretty much just underachieving. And really, most people thought they'd be a top four seed. And Toronto has stayed in there, and Miami uh, snuck in. Boston, people kind of thought, but most people were believing it'd be like Boston or Cleveland, Boston, and then probably Milwaukee. That's what we believed too at the beginning of the season. But Jason Kidd, I don't really think. I think what he, I don't. Obviously, you're not in that locker room, and you're not seeing what's going on. But I kind of got the vibe from Jason Kidd that he was okay with like mediocrity. I don't know. That's just kind of the vibe that I got with Jason Kidd. He didn't really like look like I, I think he did a good job with Giannis and obviously Giannis praised him and like called him like fifteen minutes before he got fired. And yeah, was Giannis like, wanted to keep him. Yeah, he's like, We gotta keep you and Jason Kidd I don't even think knew about him getting fired until Giannis called him fifteen minutes before he got the actual call, which is kinda sucks for him that Giannis kinda spoiled it like that. But I mean, I don't really see Jason Jason Kidd just was with that team and it's like you, yeah, you had those first couple of years. Yeah, you had Jabari Parker get injured and everything, and then you get all this better talent. You get this better talent. You're expected to really raise – and Giannis is playing two-time All-Star now and had a really good season last season and is having a great season this year, possible MVP. You got to do something more, man. You got to be a – top. The, the, the team expects you to be in that at least top five in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I agree. Jason Kidd is not a good coach. He was with the Nets, and they underachieved as well. And he well. just bailed on you guys. Yeah, he just bailed on us for, you know what, a little organizational um, thing, power right above in the Milwaukee Bucks. But as for the Bucks, uh, you know, I saw, you know, on the, the Instagram, follow us at Talking True Hoops. Follow us on Twitter at Talking True Hoops. I put yes. a, is the David Fisdale an option for them to bring in? Hey, man. I mean, probably not this year, but if they, they're probably going to stick with, like, the interim coach. But, I mean, that, I think that's, like, the thing that usually happens with coaches. Like, even though I'm not a huge fan of Steve Kerr, like, I don't know. I Mark Jackson was – that was, like, Mark Jackson's team, but, like, they continued to, like, get to the – like get close to the top and they couldn't really get over the hump and then when you kind of get a new voice in there for some reason a lot of teams keeps people on edge yeah and a lot of teams kind of see what's happening like obviously Giannis is probably going to come out with a vengeance now well Steph Curry had a problem with the Mark Jackson exactly so I think that's going to really motivate them to play better and to get a new voice in there and have the team kind of know like we mean business and we need you guys to start playing that much better and no one's safe and like obviously it's a coach and it's not a player but still like they have that relationship with them that you know you got to know that not every not everyone's job safe not everything's if you guys don't win not everything's going to be you know hunky-dory and you know can't agree with you more rob the bucks they're they're not playing to their potential they made that trade for eric bledsoe and still not producing like what they they should be yep they got talent they got pieces i just want to see them like make that jump but what you know, making that change now, bring the new culture, new vibes into the, they're gonna make the postseason. So maybe they can make a little run. Yeah. Because I think they can beat Toronto. I think so too. I they think they might beat the the Cavs right at this point. Yeah. They're so long and athletic. It'll give they the Cavs don't play defense and it'll just give them such a, a hard time. As, as much well. as I want to agree with that, I just LeBron always just does stupid ass. Oh God, I just can't. The man just. Just leave wins. I, I, okay, let's move on to the reoccurring segment each week. Nick's stud, fantasy studs and bums of the week. Here's Nick's fantasy studs and bums of the week. Let's go. Let's start it off. You know, 
I thought he was going to get snubbed, so I put him. I had to give him some recognition as yeah. a stud. But they, L.A. The All Star coaches came, th- or the, yes, coaches the coaches came through came and voted through. him in the All Star. L.A. Lamarcus Aldridge balling out all year. Thought he should be a starter in in the All Star game, averaging twenty two points and nine rebounds. He has carried the San Antonio Spurs to where they are today. Especially with Kawhi Leonard out yes. once again. Yes, he is. Well, he's probably out for the year, Kawhi, right? I don't believe he's out for the year. I know that it's a it's a lingering uh, yeah. quad injury. I don't think – no, he's not out for the year. Okay. But he's going to probably be out for a good amount of time. Okay, I'm sure so he'll be back by he's carried the Spurs. His back's probably hurting from all the lifting he's been doing. Yeah. But <laughs> he is the man. He apparently wanted out in the beginning of the year. But Pop talked him back. When you're a good back. coach, when you're a good organization, you know how to get the most out of your players and bring them back. And that's what Dave Spurs have done, and that's why he's been producing in your fantasy lineups and in anywhere, and for the city of San Antonio. Love to see that. Um, especially he had big shoes to fill when Duncan retired, and he's been he's yeah. been living up to oh, the standard. He's been pretty good, man, for a replacement. He's been good. Yeah, let's move on to another big man as a stud, Clint Capella. He's been in recent news saying. Golden State, watch out because we're coming. And you know what? Clint's been coming. Last couple games he's been averaging. Oh, slow down there, Clint Capella. <laughs> I respect it. In 26 minutes, he's averaging 15 and 11. That's pretty good player efficiency hey, in my eyes. James Harden's been helping him out get with those lobs, man. He's been exactly, but Dwight, that's how Dwight Howard used to be with those lobs. DeAndre Jordan makes his money off of that as well. Although I believe that Clint Capella's been much better just because he doesn't have that kind of egotistical oh, yeah. BS that Dwight plays and is like, I don't know. Yeah. He's just a, an, an, you know, plays for the team, team guy. He's been playing good. Yeah, the Swiss hammer, man. He's been laying it down. All right, let's move on, Rob. Some bums. Some bums. Disappointment. In the trade speculation, Mr. Kevin Love, bum. Last couple of games, four points. He had four points, four 12 points. points. Come on, seven he, points. He's something more. He had 17 against uh, Golden 17. State. Okay. But, you know. 10. He had a 10 and a 3 and a 2 in there in the last month. Come on, Kevin Love. Did he His play? His point total's gone down below 20. Did he play no, against? No, I don't think he played against Oklahoma. I don't know. I think he may pot. I don't know. I gotta check the. Okay, but on that. ten ten rebounds, great, good for you. Used to be better than that. That's the and game. Everyone. Nineteen, eighteen point six points. He's gone below twenty. Kevin Love, come on, you're an all star. Yeah, I mean, he's got a he's got a step, step the game up. up. We gotta, need that Golden State from on Christmas Day, thirty one and eighteen. Yeah, we need something like that. But I mean, Kevin Love probably gonna be out. LeBron throwing him under the bus once again because that's what Bron Bron does. And you know, I'd may, like to see Kevin Love maybe, leave, bro. I, I I think honestly though I think it'd be good for him good and, for him and really good for your fantasy teams like don't think oh if Kevin Love gets traded I'm gonna have to look to trade him in my own lineup no 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 because if he goes to like a team like if they somehow were like oh we want to trade him to Cleveland or not to not Cleveland. Cleveland he's on Cleveland trade him to Los Angeles for DeAndre Jordan or trade him to like I don't know maybe Sacramento I don't know even though that'd probably not be equal whatever such another but, team but he's gonna. Be the man. Another team. Yeah, he's going to be the man. He's going to probably drop buckets. So keep him on your roster or look to trade for him if someone else in your uh, league doesn't really think, you know, he's going to continue. Yeah, I would like to see him get traded because then Kevin Love could be the Kevin Love of old. And it would show that Cleveland actually needed Kevin Love and they could stop pointing the finger at him. He takes all the burden, but that's neither here nor (laughs) there. (laughs) LeBron. Let's move on to the other bum. This one hurts me to say because I am a huge fan. 
Rajon Rondo fan. Ah, I don't know how you can do that. How could I be a huge Rajon Rondo fan? Love his game. Love the love the passing. Love the unselfishness. He got no jump shot. Doesn't need a jump shot to succeed, as you could tell. He's 31 years old and he's been in the NBA for how long? A while, but yep. you know how many more teams has he has he been on? It's fine. He's pretty. I mean, he's he's averaging. This is why he's a bum. He's only averaging seven and seven lately, which is not Rondo. But I will say, Rondo's upside. You know, well. In fantasy, I'm not sure. In fantasy, he's a bum. But when playoff Rondo comes out, yeah, it's a different I'll, monster. I'll, I'll give you that. Playoff yeah, Rondo yeah. is a different monster for New Orleans Pelicans. We saw that last year against the Bulls. They went two up yeah, on and then man. he broke his wrist. Yeah, man. I thought they were, ooh, that was going to be a Playoff Rondo is a different monster. That would have been perfect to see all the Celtics fans and all the New Englanders just be like, damn. So, just a loss to the eighth seed Bulls. So exactly. Just got whooped by well, Rondo. I still love Rondo, but Rondo, you're a bum. Come on, step up your game. At least get your assist to 10 per game. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our second week of our segment, Big Man on Campus. Here's this week's Big Man on Campus. This week's Big Man on Campus, we got a guy I really, really like. I think he's going to be a guy that is going to sneak even higher in the draft stock. And people, even though he his stock's pretty high and people look at him, the second-year man out of Michigan State. Miles Bridges, sophomore, yes. very good, very good ball player. In his past games against Illinois, he had 31 versus Indiana. He had 22 versus Michigan. A, little, a bad loss to the to the big rivals, the Wolverines. 19 oh, baby, points. The Wolverines. He had a bad, not really a bad game, but he kind of, you know, he contributed. 11 points and let's see what four assists and six rebounds. So a solid game against Rutgers. They still won the game, and then against. Uh, Ohio State, they had, he had 17. So this guy, coming in with his draft stock, Nick, I think that he's a guy that people are going to, you know, everyone's talking about Michael Porter and uh, Bagley and everybody like that. But this guy, you know, I think even though he's still, like, going to be a top 10 pick, people got to continue to keep their eye on him because I think once is a second-year guy, he's going to make some noise in the tournament and his stock's going to get – even higher, and I really like him as a ball player. And he plays for Tom Izzo, and Tom Izzo usually produces really good ball players. Okay, so Miles Bridges averaging 17 and 7. That's very good. I like to see that, mm-hmm. you know, improvement from last year. That's why he stayed. Yeah, he he's only. I think he's only helped his draft stock. But now he's a rubber. He's hovering around the 10 10th pick because it's such a deep draft where yeah. more potential with the other guys. But Miles Bridges has definitely been balling out he's gone ahead of the other bridges and from villanova i think that's good for him better have that name above somebody else's right yeah i mean i think i and, think and michigan state he's been helping michigan state win games they'll probably be a number one seed at the end of the day in the march madness in my eyes because they have so much talent hopefully it's not they, even funny hopefully they don't blow it up in the first first game like they've done before and with denzel valentine when they lost in the first the yep. first round so I mean, oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But so, he is big man on campus, he, man. He's holding his head he, high. People at state love him. Yeah, they they love him in Michigan State. So he's our big man on campus this week. That is it for this episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Thank you once again for listening. Definitely hit us with the subscribe, the rate and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at on Twitter and Instagram at Talking True Hoops. And we will have some more studs and bums and big men on campus next week. And look out for an episode next week of the trade deadline special, kind of, even though the trade deadline's a little bit farther away. But with all this talk, we got to talk about the big trades that may go down. 
So for Nick Paravalos and Robert Schlatter, thank you for listening to the Talking Truths podcast, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Be sure to join Rob and Nick for the next Talking True Hoops podcast.